What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. What's up, Devin? Good morning. What up, bro? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Saturday, April fourth, we made it to uh, we made it past March ninety seventh. Um, so we're here. Good thing, man. We made it, but we're still quarantined. So, bro, I feel like I'm <laughs> no. on like I feel like I'm on like Man vs Wild or Survivor or something like that. Just counting the days, bro. I can tell based off your uh, your Instagram stories. Um, yeah, you yeah, got me stressed out over. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I'm trying to I'm trying to find ways to pass time. It's serving the the the, uh, the pandemic jail sentence. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Today's show is brought to you by O'Donnell Financial Coaching. O'Donnell Financial Coaching exists to empower you to take control of your finances. Whether you you are in debt and don't know where to start need help creating a budget that works for your family and your life, or even if you have questions about what to do with your wealth and where it should go. Adam, the owner, is a certified master financial coach that can coach you through your financial situation with the experience of someone who has paid off debt and with the knowledge of someone who is building their financial future with budgeting and investing. Adam offers coaching online, which is a quick and convenient way to get you the help that you need get in touch with him today to schedule your first session at adamcoachesmoney.com and connect with them on instagram at adamcoachesmoney and let them know that dave and dev sent you feel that well hey listen man i'm super pumped to be back for our second episode in our coaches clinic series Devin, i'm gonna let you take it away on this introduction yo so today we got my big brother in the in the hoop game. We got Mr. Josh Jones himself. Uh, Josh played with me at Eastern Kentucky. Uh, I, I got a chance to play for him for two years. Then he was a he was a coach for me. Uh, he was a GA for Jones. Were you a GA for two years? Uh, just, just one. Yeah, one year. Now. Yeah, you were one and done. <laughs> this, man, this man got got on the right season and left, and now he is a. Uh, <laughs> He is an assistant coach at Division One School in Illinois. So, Jones, welcome to the pod, man. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. What's going on? Shoot, man, I'm excited to have you on the on the podcast. It's gonna be, it's gonna this is gonna be a good one. This one's good for me. So, because I mean, you, when you, when whenever I talk to Jones, you never know what's gonna come out. So, you might have to do a little extra editing on this one. But this is gonna be good. Nah, now nah, I'm be on my best behavior. 
Oh man, well, we're super excited to have you on, man. Uh, this is it's kind of interesting because I don't know that we've ever done a podcast where one of us didn't know the other person. So this will be cool. This will be a learning experience, and uh, I'm excited to get to know you a little bit better, and for our uh, listeners to get to know you. So nice. let's go right into it, man. Like, tell us why you got into coaching. Uh, number one reason, uh, just for me, again, playing college basketball, growing up in basketball, um, I felt like I wanted to give back. I wanted to serve, um, help student athletes. Cause they go through a lot. I mean, again, Muff's been through it. We all been through it. It's physically, it's mentally, it's taxing. Um, and it's, I, I've seen a lot of guys, good players, you know, go left. And I'd always thought that I could be that whisper that can help them get through, push through, and have a better experience in college. So I always, always seen myself as a coach. So, and that's crazy because, like, I remember this dude was playing. Like, he used to play Madden all the time when we were in college. And then he, he, he used to always say, "Like, bro, I'm strategic. I can be like a coach." But at the same time, like, <laughs> at the same time, Jones was the dude. I remember when I was when I was when I first got to college. Um, I I got I got my first like bad grade in college and I was stressing. <laughs> and Jones told me this and it it, it it made me like I'm I'm not kidding. For anyone listening now, I am a doctorate student and this got me all the way to the point I'm at right now. So I gotta thank this man right now. I know he's gonna but say this man said these get degrees. <laughs> I said what? <laughs> Don't stress him up. You got no he stress, said, baby. Stop stressing. These get degrees. Get and done. I'm telling you. From that point, I look, I told my coach, I said, Coach, D's get degrees? He said, D's? He said, I don't know about D's. Maybe C's get degrees, but he said, D's will get you through. Oh, my God. said, this man. <laughs> hey. And I am a doctorate student to, to right now. I'm about to finish my doctorate yeah, because what this man Jones told me my freshman because year. Because I, I knew it was hurting you, Muff. Like, Muff is an is a, <laughs> a student. A plus, and he, you get that B or that first C, it's different. It's an experience, and Again, like I said, in college, it's a lot of different things that's pulling your energy, your focus, you know what I mean, your stress levels. So sometimes yeah. you just got to understand that it's all a process. Whether you get a D or an A, there's no stress. Just do your best and live with the results, baby. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man, I'm I'm already loving this, this podcast right now. I operated with a C good degrees mindset, so uh, I made it. Same thing. I got the degree. <laughs> Because the NCAA only require you to get like a 2.0, and it's like a 2.2 when you're a senior. So it ain't. I mean, you gotta get one C. Yeah. And so, so jo I guess Jones finessed the game. He realized what was going on already. I mean, for the record, I didn't. I didn't get all these going through, but it, it helped me not stress out about. That's know, it. That's all I was much. trying to. Do. I was trying to help. I wasn't getting these like that either, but. Yeah, I, I did. I tell you what. I tell you what. I did call Coach Newton and Muff. You know Coach Newton because he was always on me about academics, and I used to kind of stress him out. Like, Coach, I'm gonna pass. Don't worry about it because I probably had a D in progress before, and I'll pull it up to a C or B uh, before the grades come out. But he would always stress, and I called him and apologized one day. Like, hey, man, I get it now. I was a pain to you for no reason because now I'm kind of going through that with my guys. Like, I don't want these. Like, no, nah, we need to reach for A's, B's. And let's get it done so we don't have to worry about it. So uh, definitely coaching changed my perspective on that a little bit, though. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Hey, so Dang. since y'all played together, and, and we're going to take it back to, like, pre-coaching days, mm -hmm. like, I want to know who the best player that each of y'all played against was. 
Maybe you personally guarded them, whatever. I just want to know who okay. the best player y'all played against was. Shoot, Jones, you coming out of yeah. Indiana in Indianapolis, so you played against Man. a lot of hoopers. You you go yep. first on this. So that's, this is a tough question. I mean, it's not tough. I know who it is. Uh, it's Eric Gordon. Um, Ooh, he was like we we had played him in high school his senior year, right before he played Jordan's kids on national TV. He dropped fifty on Jordan's kids. Uh, he had fifty on us that Tuesday or Wednesday before that game. <laughs> Like, hey, were you uh, guarding me and my best friend? We uh, we guarded them the whole game, and uh, our coach we won the game though. To our credit, we won. Hey, the game. Uh, <laughs> coach came in the locker room was like, "Good job," you know, to me and my best friend. He said he scored twenty five on you, and then twenty five on you. But we took the dub. <laughs> ran away, so we was happy, but he was uh six four. I'm talking straight line, fast, forty inch vertical, and he was already six four and two something. Like he was jacked to be a high school kid. So he had the whole package. He had deep range. Already had the NBA range, so, and he got every foul call. So um, you can only imagine you couldn't touch him. And then he was already that much more physically dominant. Uh, and then of course Greg Oden was in my era out of Indianapolis. Mike Conley, Josh Roberts, Jeff Teague, all in the same conference. So gosh, y'all had some hoopers. Yeah, it was some dudes, man. It was some dudes, and but I would say Eric Gordon because I was I was hurt. Uh, as a freshman when Greg Oden was a junior, and then we only played him once my sophomore year, and I was playing spot man as varsity. So I didn't get the full Greg Oden experience, but he was, he was like, we weren't even allowed to shoot in the paint. That was the game plan. Nothing inside the art. <laughs> he was that good. But uh, Eric Gordon, for sure, for me, like having to guard game plan and actually being responsible for that dude, unguardable. So Eric Gordon. For sure. Man, I'll say – the best player that I ever had to play against is probably Carl Towns. Um, so when we played against that UK team, when they went uh, undefeated and lost to, but they lost to uh, Wisconsin in the final four. And so Carl Towns, I remember the first, like, so we started off the game, you know, the four minute timeout, every, every, every college basketball player, we always looking for that mm-hmm. four minute timeout. Cause that's what, cause you get yeah, to see how, like, yeah. how the game's going to go. And so uh, I'm, the score at the end of the four minute timeout was fourteen to four. We losing in them. I mean, and this is a season that we just came off the NCAA tournament, so we we were a pretty good squad, you know. And I remember I was guarding like Towns, got switched over to Collie Stein, and, and then uh, the the four minute timeout comes. My teammate look at me. He said, "Dang, they all tall." <laughs> I said, "Man." And I say, man, I don't know what to do. So, like, you try to do it. You try to get this dude, uh, you try to get him to shoot. He can shoot. Try to get him in the paint. He dominates you in there. So, that was tough. But I will also say another dude that I played that uh, there was two dudes in college, though, that, like, gave me buckets that I, I will forever remember. And, I, I mean, I played pretty good defense in college. But the, the two dudes that gave me buckets was uh, – one was Frank Kaminsky mm-hmm. out of Wisconsin. So he was uh, – because the, he was averaging four points when we played him. And uh, if anybody, you know, know of anything about our coach, he said, this dude is averaging four points. If he scores, our defense is the worst in the country. <laughs> said, oh, smooth. So I'm like, this is this is cake. This is going to be easy. He said, the dude can't do anything. He's just there just to pass the ball and facilitate. I said, cool. Because, I mean, Frank Kaminsky mm-hmm. kind of came out of nowhere. But his coming out party was against Eastern <laughs> Kentucky. And uh, the first time he's on the top of the key, 
I'm staying in a little back, like towards the free throw line, because he's not supposed to shoot. There's no film of him, this dude shooting. And he just cashes a three. I look over at coach. He says, get up on him. I said, all right, next play. He gets the ball at the top of the key again. Same kind of play. He pump fakes me. All right, I take a step. He drives right by me and dunks the ball. I said, coach, what you want me to do? He said, I don't know, guard him. And that dude went to work. He had like yeah. 30. And then the other one was uh, my freshman year. We played against Kenneth Oh, yeah. uh, the manimal. Yeah, he was a monster. Yes. And so the the first we had we beat them the first game. And I, Jones, I don't know if you remember the stat line. He had six 20 points and twenty four yeah. rebounds. Yeah. And so I told coach, I said, man, I did a good job on the right. He said, Muff, he had twenty four <laughs> rebounds. What you mean? <laughs> and so those are the two players that yeah. like really like. Gave me the work. Three was a monster, out. man. Like, we had the game plan yeah. to literally put two and three people on him to block him out. Like, he was that effective on the Bro, glass. He, he would just not stop. I've never seen anything yeah. like that. Like, before. I remember him in the NCAA tournament just bullying, like, high-level D1, yeah. like, fours and fives. Yeah. He was freak, man. Right. He had the quickest jump. Like, he could jump, and then if he missed the ball, he can get back on the ground again before you land. Bro, he could not do anything. He could not shoot. No. All he could do is rebound, put back. He had no post. He, he didn't really have post mm-hmm. game in college. So all he did is really just get the rebound. And yeah. This right man made a career out of being like a giant pogo stick. Yeah. Like y'all, like he's like this dude made an NBA career for being a jumper. Made a lot of money. money. Yeah. yeah, but he's a hooper, man. Crazy. He's a hooper. All right. Well, we'll shift back into like kind of the coaching discussion. Uh. I'll, I'll direct this one sort Jones here. Um, what's the biggest joy you have coaching, like right now? Like, what's what brings you the most like satisfaction in it? Uh, just for the most part, seeing your 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 players that because again, it's a I hate to use the cliche, but it's a grind as far as you know. It's every day with these guys, whether you texting, the over break with your family, you always communicating. It's always something that you're helping them with. So, um, just helping them reach personal goals. You know, seeing guys get better, seeing their hard work pay off. Um, you know, for some, it's it's developing their skills so they, they're equipped to play in the game. And then you see those guys playing the game. That gives me some joy. Um, for some, it's helping those stay organized off the court, helping those guys because some kids, you know, they may struggle in the classroom. So then, you know, being able to help them tailor their, their days, their schedules, um, to put themselves in position to succeed. So, and all that stuff carries on, man. Once they, again, you you gain a lot of confidence in college because you go through stuff you haven't gone through. You know what I mean? You push through and you have success on the other side. So that creates uh, good young men in the future. So that that kind of that kind of does it for me. So sweet. And so Jones, mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, what's the what's the the biggest challenge in coaching um, at your level? Challenges from a personal level is just the sacrifices. You know, moving. You know, every other year we're probably moving. Um, right now, considering an opportunity to go to another place, and uh, with it being way far from home, that's another sacrifice that you know my wife has to make. But that's not always. You know, it's not a, about you. So you you know you got to have a good wife, a good partner. Um, so just those type of sacrifices, man, as far as your personal life and with your family, like your vacation time, it's not the same as everybody else. You can't do all the same things that everybody else does. But, again, it's a pretty war- rewarding profession, so it kind of pays off in the end. Yeah, because you, you recently yes, sir, got married, year, right? Congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Congratulations, man. So, like, 
What's that like being married and, and, and being in the coaching profession, yeah. college coaching? Like, I know, I know you just yep. said that the moving and stuff like that, but I mean, you know, she has a. I I know. I mean, I I know your wife, and so. Uh, but I I just want to say, like, from a couple from a couple encounters, and I know she. I mean, she's a really mm-hmm. bright woman and stuff like that. But she kind of yep. has to sacrifice a lot for for the coaching career. So yep. tell me well, what, she's that's, awesome. what that's like. She's awesome. She's all for it. She likes to she likes living in different places. Like she's kinda like me. She don't like being somewhere too long. Um and I think it's actually helped her because it's it's made her again. Every time we move, we disrupt our comfort zone. So that's some sort yeah. of that's some sort of growth, you know, whether you like it or not. Like so we lived yeah. in a small town. I mean, we didn't think we can do it, but we survived. So now we feel like we can live anywhere. Um and then as far as her, like early on, like she had her mindset on this career and then we had to move. So her that career maybe didn't have something open at the time. So she has to look for something different, a new opportunity. And every move we made, she's like improved her opportunities, improved her job, improved her, her brand, her resume. Um, so it's actually been a, a, a pretty, pretty positive turn of events for us. So we haven't really dealt with um, nothing too crazy uh, where she didn't want to leave or anything like that. So it's I've been blessed so far. Um, and then we are expecting the sun here May 9th. Hey, um, yeah, man. Shoot, yeah, little Congrats, Jones. man. That's Thank what's up. You. Thank you. So I'm sure that's going to change. That's going to be a different challenge. But again, we've, I think we're three for three so far and we want to keep it going. So absolutely, moves. man. Well, hey, uh, and she probably part of the reason why you can't. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, for a different story. That class is a monster for me. It's lectures, man. I can't do lectures. You know, I fall asleep, man. I got to be tight space. The teacher got to be locked in on me. <laughs> it is a like I obviously don't coach um, in in that way, but in a leadership position within my company, like I have moved now three times in yep. four years. Like my daughter's like lived in four houses, and yeah. um, and so and she's only four. She's not even four yet. <laughs> so nice. it's a uh, it's really interesting in how like it can really help us grow. And, you know, I think that there's like this, there's balance, right? Like, I, I think that like in life, we, in order to be successful, we have to be balanced, no matter what we're looking at, whether that's mental, physical, spiritual health, anything like that, like, um, or your career. So balance, for me, is that like, I don't get um, like, super comfortable and complacent. But I also try to be not too like opportunistic either yeah. in the sense that I'm like, oh, let me let me jump on the next thing. Like, yeah. Let me jump on the next thing. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like it's like finding that balance. So I can really respect and appreciate that you like kind of have that mindset for sure, man. Absolutely. It's, it's like once you have a wife and kids, it's not about you anymore. You got to do what you got to do to put food on the table. But like you said, you got to you got to get that thought, you know, be thoughtful of them um, and have balance. That's a good way to put it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, we're right in the middle. Like you're talking about the challenges that you're having to make. And, you know, we kind of spoke about this on the last podcast and mm-hmm. um, like just speaking to this moment right now that we're in, like, how did this affect your all season? Like, where were y'all at? Yeah. Um, I wanted to know your mindset, like what was going on in that when they kind of just said, oh, everything's done. Well, uh, for, uh, I guess it's unfortunately for me. We uh so it was actually my boss's last year in his contract, so he didn't get renewed. Um, and that happened right before all this, like the week before all this went down. So we were actually already so I was actually in quarantine a week before everybody else. 
So gotcha. yeah, so but what it did for me is because you know I was in the process of looking for new opportunities. Um, so it kind of slowed that process down um, with everything been on the freeze and the hold. Um, but again, at the same time, it was okay. It had gave me a chance to refresh, to to you know study some old film, to to reach out to some people, put some fillers out there, and um, I think with the world on pause, it helped me actually with this new opportunity that I'm I'm going after right now. So um, it's actually been a pretty good quarantine for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I definitely feel that. <laughs> That's good. So when you had to, when you had to. Like, did you have to tell the players in, in person or did you have, you had to tell no, them, like, over the it, phone? Uh, so it, was a, it was a weird deal. It was my first time going through something like that. Um, so how it kind of went, though, we we had meetings with the AD, each individual coach, and then they met with the team right after us. So it kind of all happened so fast. Um, but, yeah, she, the AD got to the guys, and they kind of learned from her, and then they all, you know, reached out to hear from us a little bit. So uh, it wasn't that bad. Um, it was a good experience to go through. Because so. typically – Typically, mm-hmm. doing during this time, uh, during the season, what, what are you uh, right doing? Right now, so you're doing probably a lot, of, like you said earlier, Muff. So this time of year, when usually on most teams, your practice time is cut shorter. So a lot of stuff you're doing right now is, is film study, mental study, um, preparing for opponents mm-hmm. that you probably already know. You know what I mean? So it's not much, too much to go over, just some little details you want to clean up going into conference tournaments. Um, and then a lot of skill development. So a lot of one-on-one getting shots because you got to be ready in March, right? March is the shot-making month. So yeah. a lot of skill work, I think, just sharpening those skills, keeping their bodies fresh, keeping their minds fresh so they can just go out there and keep it on the floor. So that's kind of my role as an assistant coach. Now, for a head coach, can't really speak for that. Never been a head coach. But from an assistant coach standpoint, that's kind of what we're locked in on, player development and just having you guys out there knowing what's going on. So to re- to reference yeah. like what you were talking about though at the beginning for yourself personally, um, mm-hmm. like I think it's really interesting that you're talking about how like this time has been better for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna like delve off the coaching path for one second because yep. we're in quarantine and who cares. Yep. Um, <laughs> but like I just want to know like <laughs> what your all's thoughts are on like this time, right? Because Devin and I were talking about it the other day, like how like we may never get a time like this again. Like yeah. Yeah. Like, so maybe delve into more of what y'all are doing to stay up. And, you know, Devin, you can take over and answer this one, too. I just was curious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my big thing right now is, like, uh, we. I don't want to waste my quarantine. Like, I don't want to look back. And I don't want to look back, like, years from now and say, people say, well, what did you do during the quarantine of the pandemic? And say, shoot, I was just chilling. I mean, and that, and there's space for chilling. You get what I'm saying? But like, I, I really want to be productive and do something, and 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 uh, and look back and, and say, like, man, I, I did this, and and I spent this time well. And so, uh, Jones, what are how are, what are some things that you're that you're uh, doing? First of all, I agree with you 100. percent But uh, for the most part, though, like I for me, at, just at this point in my life, I think it was. Like it was actually like the perfect like like you guys said, like this is unheard of. Like literally you get a break from life. Who's ever right. had a break? A real life break from life. So that's just mind blowing to me. Um but I think like Muff said, I think everybody's mindset should be to A recharge your battery. Like again, you got plenty of downtime, relaxed time, but you also should come out of this with a new mindset or a new skill, or a new, you know, new craft. There's something positive has to come out of this. 
whether it's financially you had time to save some money or you know mentally you have time to recharge and now you're ready to go back to work and go crazy <laughs> um just things like that so for me it's just been trying to feed myself knowledge like i listen to um podcasts at times just trying to stay in the loop as far as college coaching and you know it's always time to recruit you know there's kids always hitting you up there's highlight films to be going through uh, to go through so um, and then just watching basketball, old tapes, different styles. But right now I've kind of been in a interviewing process. Um, can't really mention much on who and where. but Sure, sure. So I've been going through that. So that's been keeping me busy the last two weeks. Like I've been doing, you know, mock scout reports, watching film and different write-ups, just taking notes and getting myself as far as resume, cover letter, updating that stuff, just little minor stuff. Um just trying to get a, a little bit better every day at something, you know, so. For sure. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that too. Like, um, you know, my, I'm, I've kind of still been working. It just looks a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Monday through Friday, I've been working like, you know, like six, seven hours a day, but um, I've really been focused on like getting my health right. Like yeah. taking this time to slow down because of my like normal day, I'm like a hundred miles an hour. So mm-hmm. it's, Oh, well, I, I haven't eaten yet, so let me stop and get something to eat here or whatever. And, like, I'm, like, been trying to be outside more and, like, be intentional yeah. about time with my family. Like, I'm yeah. with Muff. Like, I've just never, ever, ever would have expected a time like this. Man. And so I think it's so crucial for ourselves, for, you know, development, for just to get our health right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm encouraging, like, all of my friends and family that I get a chance to talk to. Like, please, like, if you can, like. Like, take this time. Like, don't waste it. Because yeah. here's the here's the other thing. So, like, I'm going to transition into, like, being, like, a man <laughs> for one second. Is, like, as men, like, we're called to lead in our spaces, whether that's with our families, with our job, with um, whatever it might be. And, like, if you are bored and you're not taking advantage of that boredom to read a book, to listen to a podcast, to – improve yourself mm-hmm. then you become a dangerous man right and i think about like i know you're from indy yeah. and i mm-hmm. live in indy right now mm-hmm. like there's been a shooting almost every day in india yeah. yeah for the last two weeks right and like it blows my mind and, and there's the thing that like okay one like some people's professions never stop right and there's people that i gotta put food on their families mm-hmm. you know dinner plates like, so, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand, like, that, like, we're not talking about, like, bored people here in the same sense. But, like, right. and the flip side is, like, if there are bored people, like, there's going to be bad things that happen, right? Yeah. And that, whether that's interpersonal or it comes out in the form of violence, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this is such a crucial time to to enjoy the time to yourself and learn and grow. And yep. anyway, I just, like, was thinking about that yesterday. Like, oh, my goodness, I've seen that literal – News article every day about every it. day. Yeah, man, I have uh, so fortunate Indy right now, man. It's a, and it's it's just crazy. Man, see, Dave, you dropping nuggets, man. I, that's a, that's hey. If you listen to this, you need to write that mm-hmm. down. A bored man is a dangerous man. That's a, yep. that's good. That's a, man, I can't days. take any credit for that. That's a Matt Chandler all the way. So I was gonna say I heard that from Chandler before. That's a yeah. Out of Dallas. Out of, out of Dallas. Um, but the thing is that the the. the uh, like for me, a big thing is like not having this time ever again is like as a as a believer, I'm thinking, man, I need to if I if I truly say I love the Lord, how do I how am I spending this yeah. time to glorify God? Like 
how can you say that you 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 love God and you haven't right. spent one second with Him? Mm-hmm. You had three weeks, and then, and then how are you going to come back to your regular you know, life so, yeah. and do it then? Yeah, yeah, and it, it really make you make you see like, is the God of your life really busyness, mm-hmm. or is yeah. it like God? You know, and so like, I mean, it it really exposes a lot sure. of things too in this time. Straight up. All right, we're gonna come back into the phone here and finish it up with one final question. Yep. Uh, for for Jones, man, who is the most memorable coach or the most memorable coaches you've ever played for, and why, or you've ever coached with, I guess, and why? Oh, Coach Newbauer. <laughs> it's not even close, man. I just, oh man, and and like, I kind of I got it as a player. Like I was like a player's coach almost, so I got a lot of his methods. But as a coach now, you really get it, like. As crazy as some of the ideas that he would have, like I remember one time we were playing Maryland. Um, we we're preparing to play Maryland. So we're at Eastern. We're practicing. It's the week of the game. And we come in the locker room. It's the first day we do the Maryland scout report. So we come in the locker room, and there's like 50 mousetraps, live mousetraps set up oh, in the locker shoot. room. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a sign. <laughs> yeah. But see, yeah. the thing is, it don't there's surprise me. Go ahead, says, don't get trapped because Maryland was a team that liked to trap the corners. They would play this 2-2-1. So you get the ball in, they'll try to trap first pass. They'll try to trap you in, in the deep corner, in the half court, and then deep corner on the baseline. So that was like his first – that's your first glimpse. So, like, yeah, you laugh about him, and this dude's crazy, but it sticks with you. You know what I mean? It helps you retain that information. So then when you get to the scout report, you know, it clicks for you. Or when you get in the game, you understand the game plan. Like, just little details like that that I really thought – you know, it's laughable back then. Like, you thought he was crazy, but stuff like that, it matters, man. Because, like, sometimes those guys get they get clocked out. You know, they hear the same stuff. We got to play hard. I got to play defense. Oh, this guy's a shooter. And sometimes they're 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, man. They're going to black out. They're going to space out. So, just different ways like that where you can implement uh, stuff like that so they can retain the information. Um, he was the king of that. Like, I remember one time, Muff, was you on the team when we uh, tried to make Jacksonville State a home game? Oh, with, yeah. Uh, so he played Sweet Home Alabama. No, that was that was a year before I got there. So this is the thing. So so here's the thing. Y'all set me up because on my recruiting, like when you know when you when you yep. get recruited, everybody's cool. This dude, he they they love me. This dude is nice, man. He, he loves me. But I got I got on campus. This is one of the first stories y'all so, told me. So go ahead. John. We played. Jack, we were going to play Jacksonville State. So it's the week of that game. All right, we're preparing to play them. And we always struggle down there on the road. So at the end, yeah, it's like eight. It's the longest road trip to try. And there's nothing to see in between Richmond and there. Nothing. 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 So we, nothing, nothing. So we (laughs) go to sleep um, playing there. So he was, at the end of practice, he was like, okay, I need everybody to write down, you know, something about Richmond, Kentucky that you like or something that reminds you of Richmond, Kentucky. So whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a person, whatever, you name it, we had to write it down and give it to uh, the ops guy. So then the next day we get on the bus to head to Jacksonville State, which is in Alabama. We get on the bus. There is um, basically pictures. They printed out, take them to the bus windows that reminds us of Richmond, Kentucky. So like say – uh, Hardee's or something, which are, I don't know if we even have Hardee's. Let's just say that. <laughs> but Hardee's or something 
was your favorite restaurant in Richmond, somebody had on their bus seat on the window was a picture of Hardee's in Richmond, Kentucky. And all the way down on the eight-hour bus route, he had on loop Sweet Home Alabama. So for nine hours, we rode a bus. And Sweet Home Alabama. It's just playing the entire <laughs> bus ride because he's trying to mentally convince us this is a home game. <laughs> so he also made the manager pack the mascot so that we our mascot never traveled, right? Never traveled with us, only home games. So he made the, the manager pack the mascot up. He had to wear the mascot during the game, like the whole nine. To try to make us feel at home. So that was one of the, the craziest stories. And then, of course, Muff, there's a billion more stories, but we'll leave those for off the record. But, but Jones, 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 what, 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 ha- what happened? I what think happened we, I'm pretty sure we won. I will have to look it up. Is that the no, one? We lost? No, y'all lost. And he yeah, went, you're right. Yeah, he we went off. off. Yeah, when we got home, <laughs> too. Snapped. I remember that. You're right. That is that moment. You are absolutely right. And I, shoot, I, I love, I, I, see, I mean, we got a bunch of crazy stories, but at the end of it, like, once you, like, once you realize what's going on, like, I, I love it. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, I can appreciate Coach a lot more because I understand, like, why he's thinking. But he kind of did the same thing to us one year. I don't know if you were coaching that time at the time with us, this year, but he played that song. Mm-hmm. It started with the whisper. Mm-hmm. Like, he kept, kept play, he played yeah, that yeah, over and over because we weren't he talking want, defense. When I was a GA, too. And and he he played that over and over and over again. And uh, Gico turned uh, Glenn Cozy. So G Gico turned off turned it <laughs> off. Said, man, turn this off, man. <laughs> and he got so mad. Like Coach got so mad that he turned it. He turned off the speaker, man, because he said y'all got to talk. Like I mean, we were, he had the manager sitting up at the top of the stadium. And if anybody ever it's been in, in Nick Bray Arena, you know, like. He got the big wooden ceiling, so you standing all the way up at the top. And he said, "He said, tell me who y'all who, to y'all, who y'all hear." I'm, but it taught me how to speak, though. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was so much louder as a player because I, I was screaming. Yeah, like, man, I, he's I uh, that day to his credit, man. He's really good at getting points across. Uh, I will take that from him. He's a great, excellent, excellent old guy too, as far as offensively too. But um, that's oh, one man. thing that sticks with me with him. I got one more question for y'all, and it might be off limits. Mm-hmm. I want to know who the best player that y'all either played with or played at EKU around the time y'all were there. Oh, shoot. Uh, uh, listen, because here's what I want to know. Like, I, I want y'all to say it because then I want to go out and, like, like make sure I tag all the people I know that y'all played with. <laughs> See here, here, here's the here's the thing with this. Okay, so Jones and I are in a we in a group okay. right now with a couple of players, and I know I know one dude particularly. If he if he gets this far in the podcast, <laughs> he gonna be hot if we don't say his name. Hey, just so, being so quiet you know, right now. Jones, I don't know. You know I'm thinking. I'm I'm gonna give you a real answer. Hey, hey, one thing about Jones, I'm gonna tell the truth, baby. The best play, the best player that you played with in college. No, 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 in college, in college. It's gotta be an EKU. I, I give you. I guarantee you, there's gonna be. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Oh shoot, this gonna start an argument, but that's okay though, because it. I mean, whatever. I don't care. I'm gonna go for it. I think the best player I played with Corey Walden. Corey Walden. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first day that dude came in. I was like, 
Corey came in looking like he, he was he looked like a power forward, but he was actually a point guard. So he came because he had broke his foot, so he, he had gained a couple mm-hmm. a little bit of weight. So I'm like, who is this dude? And then uh then he started playing, and then I was like, Oh, okay, like his defense was the best defense I've ever yeah. seen out of yeah, anybody so, in person. He in was a life. great finisher at the and, rim too. And that so like that's like a snake, finish. man. Yeah. And he was so he was so acrobatic. He just he like floated in the air. And yeah. so I was like, Corey um, Walden was the best player I've ever played with. That's, in college, that's in college a good answer from us. So go ahead, John. Um, but Start I'm gonna take it back man. to my freshman year. I'm gonna say Mike Rose. Mike Ooh. Rose, he had Cooper. Oh, he yeah. had the, the the it factor, man. If you it ever was seen nice. it, like a great person, like people wanted to be around him. But like, man, he put in the work. He had good size, and like, dude was just he was like a six. He was like a Glenn Cozy, Corey Walden, like hybrid as far as offensively, like Corey's size and just know how like Corey, but G Co's consistency and. Big time shot making. So, Mike Rose it was yeah. Mike was tough to guard. See, I never bro. got a chance to play to with guard, Mike. Man. That's a good answer though. Oh man, so you know you nah, snub at least three people. Sticks that's going. Sticks is, gonna be up. At least, yeah, he's gonna be upset. Sticks is up there. Cozy's up there. Walter's but that, but up he, there. he, but like them dudes. Yeah, I didn't. I ga. You didn't play. Jerron was up though. there. His senior year, Jerron was a beast. But, he was a beast. Senior yeah, year was, was one of the best seasons I've ever seen, though. So I got to give him credit on that one. He was he was good. Uh, Stomach uh, was ceiling out this world. Absolutely. Yeah, I love sticks. Six eight. I mean, I, played a lot of I remember, bro. He, I, I just I'm not gonna go into detail, a lot of stories about him, but I just say like my freshman year, he he mm-hmm. he showed me. Six he showed was me a bad boy. Man. College was like. <laughs> he, but he took me under his wing. He was another dude that took me under his wing, though, and, and kind of like just taught me the ropes and stuff. And, and it was it was I real think, cool. I we had a, we had a overall though EKU man. We so. had a bunch of good players, bunch of great teammates, man. Better guys. So I I enjoyed my experience, man. Looking back on it, so man, that's awesome. Well, hey, listen, Jones, yeah, I really appreciate you. It's been a pleasure to get to know you, and I'm sure. super pumped to get this podcast out and and let others hear about you and. uh and keep on going. Yep. We appreciate you, man. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me. Jones, Jones, my big bro, man. I appreciate you, man, coming on the podcast. You you've been you've been amazing. Let's do it, man. I know, uh, man. We gotta get when you back I, uh, on here sometime. This man. New job, man. I'll uh I'll come back on so we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, and so hashtag dad life, bro. News. Like yes, you're about sir. to be a dad like we gotta yeah. hear all about us. So yeah. cool, man. We'll, we look Let's forward to having you back on, man. All right, sounds good, bro. See you guys. All right, man. Well, until next time, peace. All right, peace.